Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 2, Episode 35, where we watch Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge, Season 5, Episode 8. I'm Chris Lorenzen. Robert Kitts. Harrison Hoffman. Max Garita. <laughs> uh, what a doozy today. Oh, man. It's a doozy. Quite a show. I, uh, you know, hot take, I liked it. I thought it was, it was definitely watchable. It's an entertaining show. I would probably not come back to it, but I liked it. I, uh, is, Harrison, do you want to go over the description of the show quick? Yes. Okay. Hall of Fame professional wrestler Steve Austin is back for an all-new, tougher, meaner, and nastier season of Broken Skull Challenge. Once again, he's inviting eight elite athletes to compete in head-to-head battles until only one is left standing. That man or woman earns a chance to win $10,000 by taking on Steve's updated and even more difficult personal obstacle course, The Skull Buster. That's Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge on CMT. Then why is it called The Skull Buster Challenge? Because you end up with a broken skull unless you're good enough. Uh, okay. Because you fall off that very high climbing rope. So, so which? <laughs> so this, the broken skull challenge takes place at Broken Skull Ranch. That's right. Which came first, the ranch named Broken Skull Ranch or the Broken Skull Challenge? Do we think that Broken Skull Ranch is an actual place, or it's just like what they call the area that they go out to in the desert where they shoot this show? So I googled it. There is a BrokenSkullRanch.com, but like it seems to be all about this show like they have a section where they advertise the atv that's on this show there's a broken skull ipa oh man <laughs> so How we get this broken skull ipa uh, why are broken we not ranch.com wow but so if it's not like a rant like it's not like a hotel or whatever you could go out and stay at what do these people do overnight like do they go home and come back? They just break their skulls. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. must be like a urban area nearby that they can post that put them up at. It, it would. It's weird to me that it's not <laughs> like an actual ranch. I mean, or like, the, is that just Steve Austin's house and he put this thing in his backyard? If there and was the CMT came to them, was like, "Yo, we could do a reality show with the back, with this obstacle see, course see, in the backyard." That's what I love to imagine that Steve Austin just bought a ranch 15 years ago. Named it Broken Skull Ranch, had Broken Skull Ranch like a decade, and then CMT's like, we got an idea for a show, can you put some obstacles in your ranch? And he's like, yes I can. Oh, <laughs> no, man. I think he already had one. He already had obstacles in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's, <laughs> that's the conceit that they lay out in the description, is that this is Steve Austin's personal obstacle course that he uses to train. I, I, oh. That's what it seems like. I feel like his neck would not allow him to do a lot of these challenges. Do you think 52-year-old Steve Austin is running the skull crusher? Oh. Not, you know, in, not under eight minutes. <laughs> I, I do think he should do it in the first episode to be like, I can do it. You newbies can too. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just going to be him doing it in like 20 minutes. <laughs> and like, hey, you guys, you do it in like eight they don't show the time, and there's some there's some questionable editing in Steve Austin running the show. <laughs> he can barely keep up in his little cart. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get to his military-grade golf cart. <laughs> uh, I mean, the one thing about the show is that it's moving. Like, oh, there's yeah. not a lot of... Nope. Not until, like, the end. No filler, mostly. The end is a little, is a little too much. Well, the, the beginning, only filler is that there's... When the, the final obstacle course, they show you someone else running the whole course, and then they show the actual. Well, they course. also recap the first two set, first three or f- segments or whatever. 
Not very much. I guess a little, a little bit. bit. The show's moving. The show's moving. Yeah, so the format of the show, if you are unfamiliar with it, is it's basically a bracket between eight people. You have four rounds of the first one, two rounds of the second one, one round of the third one, and then like one mega challenge at the end for the winner of the bracket. Yeah. And I don't think you get any money unless you beat the other person's time. It's what it seemed like. So, yeah, it, it, like, it seems like what the format is, is if you have the best time, then you just continue on as the defending champ. And then if the other person who wins next week can't beat your time, then you get the 10,000 instead of the person that won. Right. I don't know. That's what I, it seems I mean, like. That's what it seemed like because the old challenger got 80,000 spoilers. Uh, sure. Watch one word <laughs> they won. Uh, and this new person got 10,000 for beating her. Right. So you have to assume that next week when somebody doesn't beat her time, which season four had 10 episodes. So this was the eighth episode. Like this should be only one more female episode. Yeah. I guess also worth pointing out. So this was the episode we saw the eight contestants are all women. And it seems like they alternate like one episode. It's eight men trying to beat the best man's time. And then eight women who try to beat the current best woman's time. Do we know why the show's on country music television? I think they have like some sort of contracting with Stone Cold Steve Austin. With Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, the reason I believe this is I found another show called Steve Austin's Redneck Islands, <laughs> which appears to be some redneck bachelor in paradise or something. Oh, man. So, like, okay. So, if they're leaning into this Steve Austin redneck situation then i don't understand why he didn't come out and crush some beers at the beginning of the show like he does when he wrestles he's trying to have a more family friendly tone now oh okay. it's more family friendly now yeah he, we're we're not crushing beers anymore we're just breaking skulls and like, we're it's okay. cursing <laughs> a fuck ton <laughs> well, he's out in that like that texas sun you, you can't be dehydrating yourself too much crushing beers you know in the middle of the day that's you know you definitely know he went back and crushed some beers <laughs> once they were done crushing do skulls. We, do it's we know okay. how much he's drinking anymore? It's okay if he alternates crushing beers and crushing water bottles. I'll, I'll, I'll let him alternate drinks. What about crushing skulls? <laughs> oh, you know. He's already doing that. All right. So the first, <laughs> the first challenge here, they had a bracket of 1v1. They had a nine-foot rope attached one person on one end, one person on the other end. And then there was like a bell, I don't know, like 20 feet? Not 20 feet. Like, oh, sorry. Like, I was thinking up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> that would you be an insane be. jump. <laughs> it's double the height of a basketball rim. You have to stand on the other person's shoulders while also dominating <laughs> oh them. Oh, my God. You have to beat them so badly they have to agree to stand there while you stand on their shoulders and ring the bell. <laughs> I think the whole pitch was like 40 feet and like they started in the center. Yeah. So they had to go from one side to 20 feet to their, like, bell. Yeah. And, like, hit the bell. And then they won. The other person like, had to leave. And the bell's about six feet off the ground, yep. I'd say. It's definitely enough where you have to jump a little bit at it. it you have to like. jump a little bit, but they're all, like, under six feet. Yeah, so. yeah. A little over it. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It's definitely, like, a challenge from the challenge. It definitely is an elimination challenge from the Like, I think that they might have had this, like, not, if not this exact one, then one very similar to it on the challenge. Yeah. Do you feel like it was more, like, brutal in the challenge? That these are more, like, you know, people who are there just to compete physically and not there to also drink and politic? Or was it equal oh, to I the mean, challenge? Oh, I mean, like, I, I think that... <laughs> I, I think it was similar in terms of, like, the the physical aspect of it. Uh, I mean, like, it, it seems like, on average, the people on this show were probably 
in better shape than the people oh, on the yeah. challenge. The people and everyone on the show is in better shape. Like they're all big most of the fitness the CrossFit people. Like they're all probably same shape as like as like the best people on the challenge. Well, the time commitment for this show, yeah, is like this is definitely a weekend show. Or like yep. they filmed it in like a week, maybe. Right, right. I think except for the person who goes to the uh, Bone Crusher, I think it's all in one day. Oh yeah, I mean that norm. But if you expecting to win, I mean. Oh, yeah, then you stay for multiple episodes. Yeah, you're yeah. just there for like a week. Yeah. I don't know if they film all 10 episodes in a week or they just film it over every weekend. I bet they fly in Steve Austin for two weeks and they just bang it out. Yeah, you don't probably. think he's living at the Broken Skull Ranch? <laughs> if, if you take the attitude he's living, that is his personal ranch he's living there, then yeah, they can take their time. If you take the attitude that that's a conceit of the show, they're flying him in. Bust them out, flying them out of there. They like they really should have a sub reality show where week to week they just have the reality show of the two defending champs just living with Steve Austin at the ranch. <laughs> they really need that part. <laughs> that would be great. What what do we name that show? I think that show is just bro- Broken Skull Ranch. Oh, I think Steve they, Austin's Broken Skull yeah, Ranch. I think that's yeah, okay. the ranch part. <laughs> do they do like ranch activities on the thing? Yeah, they or are they help. just crushing beers. <laughs> They're mostly crushing beers. <laughs> Occasionally, they have to help wrestle a. A bull or something. Eventually, sometimes <laughs> they have to go out and do the challenge, and then sometimes they're they're off the show. Yeah, like they, the defending champ has. They actually have to help Steve Austin maintain the obstacle course throughout the week <laughs> so that it's ready for the next people. They got Max. They got to reset the course. <laughs> the defending champ has literally nothing to do once they win. They just have yeah. to show up in a week. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or whenever. Or it's, two days from now. Sure. It's so strange. It, I mean, they could like. I they, feel like the logistics of doing it all in one week of getting you know eight eight new contestants every day. Dude, you're not just getting eight new contestants every day. You're running the whole bracket for like four different groups a day. You're putting all those people through these challenges, and then you're running all the people through the obstacle the next. So you're day. saying okay, you're saying they fill they have five they've like ten episodes. So you're saying they're they're filming all of them. In what, five days, four days, two days? I'm saying that you can get probably two to three at least groups through the bracket in one day. Like, if you're shooting, like, an actual day's worth of shooting, you can do it in one day. There's not a lot of setup in this thing. Like, I mean, the lighting in the show seemed pretty, like, solid. Like, in terms of, like... The lighting of, from the sun? Like, the camera... <laughs> it wasn't like, oh, well, this is clearly the morning and this is clearly the night. Well, oh, it seemed true, like it true. was, like, all the same time. Yeah, essentially. Because I think it's quick to move between the events. I think they can knock the whole group out pretty quick. So you're saying this whole ten episode thing they filmed in three days? I I'm Four just days? saying that you can that if you want to shoot this thing quickly and when you're shooting stuff like this, you want to minimize the number of days you have to hire a crew for. Like you can move these people through. Like I'm, I don't know. <laughs> oh whatever. <laughs> don't really argue about it. We can't even tell. <laughs> no, we definitely don't know. Do we have much to say about the challenge itself? Like. Uh yeah so so we had so we had that kind of a lot of people pulling on ropes tug a rope tug a roar on the tug ground roar. and yeah it was it was wasn't, intense it was just kind of most of the contestants just like you know got a little bit their way and then they just kept pushing it their way it wasn't like there wasn't a lot of back and forth there like, was one that had some back and forth but there yeah. was one where like the one person got it initially and then the other person just yeah mm, once you get like more them. than a third of the way down like that person's gonna win even if it takes like another five minutes i've i've certainly seen similar challenges like this in the challenge go like go for like an hour or, like there's something crazy of people just like they just like they just like dig into the sand on one of those things and it just just camping out there 
Oh, yeah. I'll, like, like, I'm surprised you didn't see anybody digging a little bit more. Maybe the ground is pretty hard out there on Broken Skull Ranch, but... I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you'd think you'd expect a little more dirtier tactics, but maybe it's just like you're coming in fresh. You don't really you know, want to be clocking people but out or I something. I wonder what the rules were. on like, Because except for one time, it really seemed like they were only allowed to grab the rope. Yeah. And so I think maybe I just missaw it and that really they were only allowed to grab the rope. And so you weren't allowed to do... This isn't the dirty 30. You weren't allowed to do <laughs> things too dirty. It definitely didn't seem like full-on wrestling. It didn't seem like you were allowed to pick them up. This no. was just, not the dirtiest season ever. <laughs> no throw them in the yeah because no one tried to pick anyone up i'm pretty sure those are the rules and this is the thing like this show's moving steve austin doesn't explain any rules he's just like there's a real quick like yeah there's a rope you got to ring the bell and then just go and then you just watch them battle i didn't even understand that this shows me a bracket until like in the <laughs> until very they showed the like, bracket yeah like, like in the very beginning there were like two people who were kind of like shit talking to each other during like the intros and they're like okay you guys go fight now there's just bracket and they just like i had no idea that was even the format and it's show. also crazy like the one girl was trash talking a bunch they do that rope thing they ring the bell it's like walk off you're done see ya see start <laughs> stepping down the road <laughs> i was yeah. definitely expecting this to be more like a challenge child show yeah where you know they're all in the house and they're all like doing these random challenges every day in the yeah. ranch house as you would say yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would uh <laughs> some sort of broken skull ranch could have filled this show out a little bit i think instead of like having a returning champ they should have like eight episodes of women and then the ninth episode is like those eight competing against each other the winners of those eight episodes that'd be great or they could build a whole other challenge style season around all the winners oh the whole tiered Oh yeah, tiered reality show type. <laughs> right, idea. right, right. Yeah, yeah. How do you do? You get relegated back to the the shittier tier when you lose in the top yeah. tier. B league, you're just out. Yeah, or are you just gone? <laughs> you're out. <laughs> Redemption Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> Who hosts Redemption Ranch? Is it the Miz also? Because he's a oh, wrestler. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> it's just like Stone Cold's best friend, Pierre Thiel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Cut. I, I mean, it was entertaining to watch this challenge. Yeah. I feel like the production of this show is actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's not a ton of production, but, like, they... they it moves along very quickly. I mean, I like, feel like the camera work is pretty great. It's pretty good. It's I don't know. surprisingly good, yeah. I like the camera. And also, like, that, you know, multiple times someone jumped for the bell and just missed it, and they did, like, the ni- really nice slow-mo. It wasn't weird yeah. and cheesy, like, the Are You the One slow-mo. Oh, it man. was, like... <laughs> very effective slow-mo i feel like the lighting effects in the show are pretty good like it's definitely not they're definitely doing some filtering like making it more orange i thought Mm. but like i think it made a great tone for the show yeah it doesn't suffer from a problem i have with the challenge which is that uh they do a lot of editing and cuts so you can't really tell how far the two challengers are from each other this one like you sort of always have an idea of this is pretty real time this is where one person is. This is where the other person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the design of the challenges made that really like it would be hard to have done that with the design of these challenges to like say, oh, this person's way behind. Sure. But make it look like they're close just because of the design of how these challenges were set. Yeah. Up. But it's also the fact that like these are, these are these aren't challenges that take like an hour to do. So it's just like it's over pretty quick. So they're like, well, they five minute matches. Yeah. So you don't need to hide the fact that like it's not like, oh, this person's way behind and I got to watch it for another bit. It's like, oh, and now well, they fine. they race through the first two challenges and then the third and fourth challenges are like slowing it down considerably. They do slow it down a little bit. Yeah, that's true. 
Well, I mean, they they run every match in real time. It seems like it, it's like like doesn't seem like there's a lot of bullshit happening with that stuff. I mean, it's even quicker than real time. I thought. Well, well, I mean, then that means that they're editing it. I mean, they're definitely editing it. I mean, like uh, I most of them, I think, were pretty. I mean, it seemed like they were. You got to see the whole thing. I don't know. You can see most of it. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to the second challenge? Yeah. What was the second challenge wrong? Second challenge was they they start off by a post the bell on it the same as before, and they run and there's two seven foot walls they have to jump over, and then they jump into this pool. I guess I don't know, like something with water in it, and then there's this weights you have to sort of lift with your shoulders you have to sort of carry it down the pool lay it on a stand so you can turn around pick it back up again and take it back where it started then you jump out of the pool you jump back over the walls and you'll be the first one to ring the bell yeah it was also pretty exciting to watch i thought well well, mini obstacle course even though each race kind of was determined pretty quickly it was still entertaining because it's actually challenging it's not like a you know Baby course. Yeah, by the time they got to the first end of the pool, you you knew who'd won. It, w- it was done. Yeah, for sure. Unless like you're like unless this one person just falls with their weight in the pool and like nearly drowns, then it's, it's pretty much done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. It's, it's a possibility. That's what you wanted. I wasn't ruling it out, but but you were close to. We we're pretty close. Yeah, I mean. The thing is, it's also the contestants. I mean, I can't tell you any of their names. They're like pretty not like nondescript. Not a lot of time for character development when you're running through this thing. I I can tell you one of their names. Margarita. Margarita. <laughs> there's Corinna. There's April. There's Santia. There's Something like that. Margarita. That's all I got. Okay. Well, that's that's half. That's pretty good. We were we were debating. Oh, there's an Amber. There's an April. Oh and yeah. An Amber. There's they went head to head. Braces McGee. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's what her name was. (laughs) We were debating whether Steve Austin had cue cards or they just did lots of takes until they got all his names right. Let's let's talk about that for a second. The first scene where Steve Austin meets the eight women, there's this great thing where he doesn't use any of their names. He's like, pink shirt, why are you here on the show? Purple shirt, what are you... What are you here to prove? <laughs> it's like not referring to any of their names and just calling them by the colors of their shirt. And I was really hoping he was going to do that for the whole <laughs> episode. That would have been great. By the time we get to the first challenge and he's got the they've got the bracket set up, like he 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 says all their names, but yeah, that's where we got to like you know, are there cue cards? Does he have the bracket in front of him so he can read the names, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think at least in that first part, like because this show is so cheap to shoot, you just set up that camera and you just let Steve Austin go for it until you get some gold. And that's <laughs> how much is Steve Austin scripted, and how much is just him using his wrestling? I think uh, you know persona. Persona. I think that it's ninety percent him using his wrestling skills, his his wrestling talking skills. So, do you think there are any writers on this show? I really don't know. Like, you got to have like one maybe. Uh, but I think in general, there's not a lot. I mean, for a lot of the show, Steve Austin is just giving play-by-play commentary in these challenges, and it's insane to listen to. Like, it's insane. So his play-by-play by play is so detailed. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, I want him on Monday Night Football. Harrison, <laughs> let me let me get this straight. So you're saying that this show is filmed in like three days? Yeah. And Steve Austin is coming up with all these unique one-liners, dude. How for you know all these unique? people? If like. 
every day. He's come up with like 50 one-liners. You're crazy. What do you mean Were 50 one-liners? one-liners? For 10 episodes for a whole season. I don't know. It's like, like five one-liners an episode. That's not a lot. I just think that dude's a character and you just let him talk for long enough and you get all you, all the content you need. Maybe if you watch enough episodes, you just the, the, the one-liners start repeating. They don't get <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Chris, what know. was your favorite one-liner? Uh, uh, you, you sent it to me, I think. Cause I, I, uh, all those I writers know. doing such a good job with the one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ter- My memory's terrible. <laughs> Harrison, <laughs> what was your favorite one-liner? I don't remember any. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one that I sent uh, it to Chris. So he <laughs> out badass, a true badass. <laughs> out badass, a true badass. I really After so many won. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely pumping out some one-liners there. I there, mean, they weren't amazing, but they weren't, like, bad. No, sure. I mean, but, like... They're not like you're watching a movie with The, the Rock when yeah. he has, like, lots of writers writing them. Yeah, like, 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 it's not like The Hero where it's The Rock giving insane monologues about things. Like, there wasn't a lot of that kind of stuff. It was <laughs> no. just a lot of short little chops of, like, oh, Steve Austin said something funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Man, I don't know. This show is crazy. Yeah. But I do want him as a regular announcer on I feel like the fact sports. that after one of the challenges, the two existence hugged each other because they were, like, you know, like, good man she goes there's a hug right there that's a hug of respect it's hug like respect. he's still he's still play by play oh man <laughs> the play by play is great it's <laughs> oh man so someone asked does is all the play by play live or is he doing some play by play filling in does, <laughs> i i say it's all live I think it's all live. The it's, more we watch, like, definitely the end is all live. It's not good enough for them to have written it right. and have him read it later. Like that's what I think. Like, it, yeah, if you're gonna post it in, you you do it a little differently. Just, <laughs> this has just got to be stream of consciousness from yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's what the crowd <laughs> wants. Generic. Just like unfiltered, whatever comes out of Steve Austin's mouth. <laughs> I mean, I have to. I mean, there's definitely not a lot of writers on the show. I mean, the only time I feel like a writer would be useful is in the beginning with the one-liners and like. Season five, like like he's got a feel, you got a feel for this thing. Five seasons in, I, I don't know. I mean, if you had a couple writers send some one liners and he could use them for anyone, that's definitely true. Like it's not like that's probably true. <laughs> he doesn't need. Uh, it's just Stone Cold with sitting around the ranch <laughs> drinking some beers with his buddies, coming up with all these I'm jokes. Not sure <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm not sure how much Stone Cold is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like I don't know him versus his. You know, 1990s wrestling persona. It's hard to know. What if in the Broken Skull Ranch TV show, it's the other two winners are helping him come up with one-liners? Every <laughs> that's part of their. That's one of their tasks. Definitely part of it. <laughs> Man, so much, so much, so much can be mined from this universe. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a third challenge here. So we had some sort of sleds set up on, I don't know, whatever. They were like pulled on. It was like a track. You was that a track? I think there was like a little track, but it clearly was like hard to pull those sleds. Yeah, they were like the the sleds were like seventy pounds or something. Yeah. And then while they were pulling them, they had to and put like on. They had a rope tied yeah. that they could help them pull it. Like by pulling on the rope, they could help them pull the sled. Yeah, they were pulling on a rope that was connected to a sled. <laughs> if that makes it clear in your mind. <laughs> And as they were pulling them, they had to take 50-pound barrels and put them on the sled, two of them, and then pull it, I don't know, like 50, 40 feet, 50 feet, something like that. Seemed like pretty that. tough. Yeah. The one person that looked really in shape was definitely having a hard time at the end there. April. She 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 came out to an early lead, and then she, she's lost some steam there. 
And then yeah. once you got to the end, you had to enter the wrestling pit. Yeah. The, the pit. The pit. The pit. It's the pit. It's, it's the pit of your lifetime. <laughs> it's the toughest pit of your life. He just kept on saying it's the pit of your lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> so how many? So in every episode, is it just the pit of your life? <laughs> but, well, I don't know if it's the same challenge as every episode. I think that pit is in every episode. The pit sounds pretty iconic. <laughs> Uh, so you think it's a different obstacle thing that leads to the pit? I but think the pit's every I think that the championship round always ends with the pit. <laughs> okay. I think form. so. But you think they'd be more prepared for the wrestling bit if that's what it was? It's interesting. Like it, it's it is really interesting because like the skills that end up being important in the pit and like uh, and somewhat in the first challenge do, aren't really the same skills that help you do well at the obstacle course at the end of this thing. Sure. Yeah, uh, you have to be well-rounded. You definitely have to be... You have, you, have, you have to be a little bit scrappy, able to wrestle in addition to the obstacle course skills. Yeah. I mean, well, once they're in the pit, <laughs> so the to first wrestle... Person, the, the first f- person gets to the pit. And so the advantage of trying to do the sled thing faster is A, you get to rest a little bit while the other person's still trying, and B, it seems like... The other person has one minute to get into the pit. Seem, yeah, seems like you could skunk them. So it seems like yeah, if they don't get to the pit within a minute, then they're just DQ'd. But this person got to the pit like 30 seconds to spare, but only had like 30 seconds to rest. The other person had more time to rest. Yeah. But like Steve Austin's like, you, I'll let you know how much time you have so you can wait till the last second and get in the pit to maximize your rest if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a good guy. Which it... I mean, it seemed like she was just too gassed to win. Like, I feel like... I don't know. That pit went on for a while. <laughs> it was a long pit. Uh, we don't really know how long it was, to be honest. It seems Steve Austin said it was the toughest pit he'd ever seen. Five seasons. He says that every week. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Austin wouldn't lie to me. <laughs> you don't know who Steve Austin <laughs> is. Uh, and so... It ends with Corinna. Is that her name? Corinna. Corinna uh, beating April. Uh, the grad student. And uh, once again, so she won her first challenge largely because of strategy. And she wins the wrestling challenge again because of strategy. Because the other, because her opponent says at the end that she had no strategy. Well, yeah. I mean, I hope that there's not this pit every episode. Because you think if there was, you'd be prepared for it. You'd know she how to definitely wrestle. didn't look like she was prepared. Yeah. The other person looked prepared, so maybe you know the other person just never watched the show. Who knows? <laughs> Unclear. Even though she was real excited to do that co- obstacle course, yeah, she wanted it. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, face painter slash body painter. Face and body painter was yeah. her profession. Yeah, there were some interesting professions on this. There was face and body painter. There was professional obstacle course runner. And then what was the like? Well, there was a grad student grad slash student. professional like uh, obstacle course runner. Fitness brand owner. Fitness yeah, brand yeah. owner. That's <laughs> what I was trying to remember. <laughs> Is your Such brand just losing? It's not like whatever co-founders, like just fitness brand owner. It's an Instagram. She has an Instagram. <laughs> well, Max, has a lot once of you're fit. tired of all the winning, you can make your brand losing. Sure. You know, that's a very large market. It is. <laughs> Do you think she went on the show assuming she could like pimp her brand somehow? A hundred percent. Because she definitely didn't get to pimp her brand at all. Not at all. The old, there's only one brand being pimped on this show. That would be an amazing TV show. Pimp my brands. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where Exhibit I just believe, comes yeah. in and like redesigns your logo? Yeah. Or something? I believe that's called Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's just the uh, hidden undercover boss. <laughs> pimp, pimp my undercover brand. boss. Pimp my brand. <laughs> Celebrity Apprentice is kind of pimp my brand. A little bit. A little bit. 
so you know the wrestling match was pretty fun. I enjoyed this challenge as well. Yeah, it was tough pretty wrestling match. I can't. I can't, I couldn't beat either of them. <laughs> not oh good. no! Not at all. Like <laughs> the thing is, if the people were really good at this, and it like it made it seem like they did it with without any like without it being troubling or hard like it probably wouldn't have been as, as exciting like the fact that it looked like it was hard for everyone yeah involved yeah and it actually looked hard like made it much more compelling no and doubt. it really looks like they're going for it yeah like they're putting their all on these challenges yeah tj doesn't find any quitters in, in, this, in this crew <laughs> yeah like i was surprised like the braces mcgee as somebody called her <laughs> oh like definitely looked like she she kind of gave up, but like she she definitely like was pulling it towards the end of the first challenge. I she think tried. she was, I think she was just done. Yeah, I mean I she was like, we don't know how long those challenges took, but like I got the feeling that one just went on for a while, and then she was just like exhausted by the end of it. Yeah, because she was the one that pulled it the other way a little bit. That was first. the one that went back and forth. That was the one where she was in the lead for a little bit, but then she ended up losing. Yeah. Um. So then. After Corinna mm-hmm. wins, wins the bracket, we find out that she has a rivalry with the uh, previous winner of the the current course, defending champ, the defending champ, who apparently has set the record for most consecutive wins on the female side in the Skull Crusher Eight. Challenge. Yeah. So she was here for multiple seasons. I guess so. That's the so only she way she had get to, to have eight. been season four. Yeah. And all of season five. So you, you carry the, ch- the you carry the belt to the next season. Well, I mean, you she would have to redo the time for the new season because they changed the course, right? Yes, I'd have to assume. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Something would have to happen there. Maybe there's only one. You know, maybe there isn't a male uh, person that's the defending champ. Maybe it's just one person. Oh, she's just the champ. So the guy just has to try to beat her time. Yeah, interesting. Could be. I feel. I'd be surprised if that was the case, but you might be right. I, I would be surprised as well. But, like, that would make sense because this was the eighth episode. But, no, I mean, she would have only had seven wins. So, probably not. It's, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. So, I got really excited when this part started happening because I didn't realize that this person was specific. At first, the person was specifically the winner, the current defending champion on the show. I thought that they had this amazing concept where, like, for the final round, like, they bring in, like, your lifelong like rival who you've just competed with for your whole life that would be really cool because like yeah. pe- like a lot of people have that person who they kind of gone head to head with and things throughout their life and they just bring that person in for the ultimate challenge at the end i mean like, i thought it was fun gonna, i thought yeah. it was going to be the defending champ versus you oh in yeah. this obstacle course yeah 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 like right at the same time yeah yeah so you could just see the defending champ like eight obstacles ahead <laughs> Because they're just so much better at it because they've got so much practice. Right. They've just been fight, like doing everyone playing everyone else. It'd be crazy if they had to run on the course at the same time. You could fight the other person when they're running the course. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you design it in a way where there's you do double. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can have doubles. But like, imagine the scramble to try to get up that rope at the end. If both people are trying to get up that rope, it'd be insane. <laughs> <laughs> just pull that rope down. <laughs> I don't think that's how that would work, but. <laughs> Uh, I can't describe this obstacle course at all, but it looked pretty difficult. It's like a Tough mutter style kind of obstacle course that seems pretty hard. Yeah. Do, do you want to try to run through all 10 things? Or is that nah, just nah, I don't think okay. so. It's just some there kind was of... Like they a do run- a bunch of cool shit. There's some platforming. There's some lifting some big stuff. There's some run up hills. 
the hill piece was pretty crazy. They yeah. yeah. Like run up a 40 degree hill for like 100 feet. That seemed pretty tough for sure. And then back down. The back down piece is also kind of hard. Yeah. That she she was sliding incline? down her butt. Bad must idea. have been getting torn up. This seemed terrible. I, I will say like one thing about the show versus the challenge is that like they do these challenges on like hard, rocky ground in a way that they don't really do on the challenge, which makes it seem a little more hardcore, I think. Yeah, I mean I feel like with the lighting making it a little more orange, <laughs> making like the rocks makes it more feel like you're in the desert. Yeah. And like it definitely feels like it's probably the like rockier than it really is. Could be. I, f- I feel like people are definitely getting injured more than they should like no one was injured during this show so like you that see, we know you of. didn't see people <laughs> as cut up and scraped up as i would think they would be if they were rolling around the rocky ground I don't that's know. true it could just be like the camera where the cameras are kind of like <laughs> they get that foreground and it's a little rockier than could the background be. well they did a good job then <laughs> so, so one part of the the obstacles got talked about though is the first thing is you take a log and you have to run down a road for a little oh, while man. and then so fix up the log starts running and Steve Austin gets in this golf cart, but that's like <laughs> souped up to kind of look like a Jeep or something. And he's driving down right behind her, giving his play-by-play. And he's like right behind her. He seems like he's going to hit her. <laughs> like if, if she just trips with that log on her, she's getting run over by Steve Austin. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe it's already happened. It's <laughs> it's why it's the Skull Crusher Challenge. You, you get your skull crushed underneath that Jeep. So if Steve Austin runs you over in a golf cart, do you get to rerun the the bone crusher, or or, or are you just like oh you that's part of the part of how it goes? You mean you get like a do over? Like I I mean I like to think that Steve Austin is just one of the obstacles on the course. <laughs> okay. He just chases you with the golf cart. It's kind of like in it's kind of like the Indiana Jones thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> so do you think that you run this course faster with Steve Austin doing his play by play behind you, or are you just so annoyed at him doing the play by play behind you that you do worse? It's a good question. I, I, I feel like Steve Austin would be a distraction, but the, if you're like a professional obstacle course runner, I feel like you've you've done the training to be able to tune out Steve Austin and his <laughs> play-by-play. Like, I mean, there's definitely if somebody's giving you words of encouragement while you're doing it, I feel like you're going to give more effort. So I feel like you'd do better, but he wasn't really given a lot of words of encouragement. It was just I like a play-by-play. I wouldn't say he is as inspirational as The Rock and The Hero, for example. Oh like, come on! It's not even. It's, it's not even a debate. It's, it's, it's not the same league. No, I'm just saying. Like, but if it was, you yeah. know, you're clearly going to go. But so you're, so you're saying Steve Austin is not as inspirational as one of the most inspirational things we've ever seen. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but they're both, you know, professional wrestlers. I, I'm kind of judging them in the same <laughs> this criteria. Is not, n- this is not the Independence Day speech. <laughs> no. Oh man. <laughs> so at the end of this episode, as we spoiled. Uh, the new contestant, Corinna, Corinna, wins by a large margin. So the the old time was seven fifty two, and you thought like that seemed like a pretty solid time and eight eight consecutive uh, victories. So seems like if she's gonna beat it, she's gonna beat it by like a few seconds. And her time was seven twelve. Crushed Insane. it. Yeah, like Steve Austin was like seven minutes. I'm like, oh, it's gonna probably gonna be close here. Oh, nope. 12 7 she 12 crushed that time like steve austin crushes skulls absolutely so at this point like if you're this show and this person now is a she crushed it by 40 seconds 
Are you gonna find anyone else that could beat that time? Like she's gonna be all time. She's gonna champ. be like stagnant, and you just have to eventually just kick her off because she's too good. Well, I think the thing. So let's say the season ends with episode ten. Then there's a new season. You have to redesign the thing to not play to her strengths. I right. That's the move. Right. What? What? What is not her strength? I don't know. Like. <laughs> You put more like golf carts. What else do you have in there that isn't like her strength? Like she lifting big things, you pushing big things, you running like maybe season six last season. She just runs the table and then, you know, the 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 Broken Skull Ranch is done. Then you switch the show to Broken Skull Ranch and you make it Big Brother Steve Austin edition. Oh man. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Vito. Not into it. Oh, it's gonna be great. Uh yeah, anyone else got anything to say about the show? It's Hell of a, a show. It's an insane show. Ratings? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Max, what's your rating? Middle third bottom. It's fun for one watch. I can't see myself watching more than 3 episodes. Harrison. Yeah, uh I'll agree. It's going to be middle for me. Probably towards the bottom of the middle. Uh yeah, I mean, like, it was it was good. Like, I mean, it was definitely enjoyable to watch. Uh, I could see myself watching it if there was just, like, a random episode on TV or something, but it's not a show I'm going to watch every week. Uh, I think it kind of suffers from, like, the fear factor problem of they have new contestants every week, so you can't really get invested in the people. Like, it's kind of nice that they have the champion that carries over, but they're not really a, a big factor on the show, so. Rob? I'm tempted to put in the top. Was, oh baby it was a lot of fun the thing that's making me pause is how much of it is the novelty of just the show is insane and then after you watch like two more episodes it's it's gets boring yeah but in terms of just like a show that was like super entertaining to watch and had a smile on my face during it i feel like it was really good i might regret this i'm putting the top oh top nice. third show uh, I uh, I agree with you, Rob. I think the show is oh. really entertaining. I think oh. it's the top third show. Top wow. Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. Okay. This, Two top thirds. This show does like respects my time. It's like moving. There's actually a lot of entertaining stuff that's happening. There's a like, lot of content. Maybe if you like fast forward through like the if you've already seen the obstacle course, you fast forward through that a little bit. But like I think that this is we watch so many reality shows that just don't respect my time. The challenge being one of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, get to that shortly. <laughs> oh yeah. Just like, it's great to watch. It's refreshing to watch a reality show that like respects my time. Yeah. That's reasonable. And there's not, not a lot of filler. Feels no, good. I, I do think that, you know, they can film a lot of these at once, but as long as like they plan out, if there's not the same obstacles every week, week to week, you know, I definitely want to see what the variety looks like. Yeah, if it's there's no variety or anything, like obviously the obstacle course at the end changes every season. Yeah. But each episode needs to have different challenges in them. I we, we in did order see for the, it to stay at the top. We did see a little sneak peek of, of next week's and it seemed like there were some different challenges in there. Yeah. So good sign. I would definitely watch another episode. Like I definitely didn't want to see some males on this, you know. Sure. Because I want to like when you're watching the challenge, the males are ov- like more entertaining than the females to watch. Yeah. But the females in this were like very athletic and like top tier athletes. So it's definitely, I think, more entertaining than the females in the challenge doing challenges. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. 
Vivo's in the challenger. They're more for the drama than the, than the competition. <laughs> right? Who was the one in the champs versus pros? Lola. Lola? Like, Lola, it was like yeah. all of Lola Jones in this show, really. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they're all like. <laughs> Lolo's, I think, di- maybe different. Lolo's level. definitely a different level, but like. You know, they're definitely, I think, a level above the females in the ch- in uh, the challenge. Like a couple of them are at this level, but there's yeah. definitely a lot of I mean, like lower tier, politicking like, like females. These are the kind of people you see at, like the CrossFit championships and stuff like that. Sure, and they just went and picked them all off for the show. Can we get Lolo Jones at the Broken Skull Ranch? Oh man, she she'd be crushing some crushing. sort of Broken Skull Skull. <laughs> Is uh, a celebrity challenge. Is a Lolo on Champs versus Stars? Anybody know? No, no. I don't think so. We already we went over this on the Man, podcast. We went over this multiple times. That's tough. There was the one week I was in here, James was like, who's on it? I'm like, <laughs> we discussed this two weeks ago. It's yeah, hard to remember sometimes. Happened. One last thing, I'd really love that Steve Austin has a catchphrase called that every time someone's done, he's like, Now you gotta be stepping down the road. <laughs> <laughs> as they're like walking down the dirt. Out of the skull, out of the broken skull ranch. I thought that, like, if you were the last one, you wouldn't have that catchphrase because you're like, even as the catchphrase for the champ, good. He's like, nope, there goes the champ walking down the road. No, stepping, stepping down the road, stepping down the road, and we'll see her soon. Like, (laughs) he doesn't have so weird. He doesn't have room for them at the broken skull ranch. There's gotta be (laughs) stepping down the road. He's gotta start crushing beers. Doesn't have time for you. (laughs) He's not crushing beers. I'm so confused where this is coming from. crushes beers man all right so i have something i want to say say it i feel like last week i gave mythbusters like a pretty harsh oh review you're fired up i was i was so disappointed in that episode (laughs) like it's it's not a bottom tier show we'll bump it up to the middle tier but like i was so disappointed at the time that like you know i made a rash judgment i think because in general it's like a top third show but you know that's this specific season you know if i watch it more it might go back to the bottom but for now <laughs> i'm gonna put it back in the middle third i don't know how to calm down a little bit so okay. have you seen any more episodes or no, 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 no. Or, or, or have it just been sitting with you a i've just bit? been just you know i thought about it i'm like i was a little harsh because okay. i like the show yeah to put it in the bottom third seems a little does harsh. does this version of MythBusters have a different subtitle or anything? No, it's season fifteen. Fifteen. So it's like Scrub season nine, where it doesn't exist, right? In my mind, essentially. Okay. <laughs> like when I was giving my rating, I'm like MythBusters old host, top third. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. New hosts, it's definitely on the line of middle to bottom. <laughs> I think I would have to see another episode or two. To, is it really? Carrie Grant and other guy? No, no, they're doing that Netflix one now. Oh my god! Yeah. So, so, so just a quick recap, Max. There was a reality show to find new hosts for MythBusters. Yeah. That we have not watched, but have added to the queue. Okay. And the winners of that are hosting season fifteen of MythBusters. And they're really bad. So I don't have experience with MythBusters. They weren't great. Okay. The would- host. It's not really the host problem. I thought the hosts were okay. It was kind of like season like one or two where they were like kind of get their feet wet on how to build the right things, sure, which is fine. But the myths they did were just bad. So like, it's always hard when you start out hosting a new TV show. It's not easy. This it should, takes a little time to find your footing. They should do some insane myths, like you know, the moon landing was hoaxed. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that would be an amazing spin on the show. Is they do one insane conspiracy theory? Yeah, every- like the whole season. So. 
they have to land on the moon <laughs> to <laughs> prove the, the myth yeah. is true. Yeah. That, yep, people definitely can land on the moon. <laughs> myth not busted. Oh, man, it ties in so much with our space shuttle talk last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, is anyone else, else they want to talk about? I, I think we need an update. I, What's the update? Oh, there is no update. Oh, that's He's right. right. No we still haven't had the next show. We're recording this pod a little bit early this week, so we don't have an update on finale part two of well, the challenge or Champs vs. Stars. I'm not not spoiling anything. Okay. For you. Sorry, I totally forgot. There's no update. There's no yeah. the one update either because I haven't watched any more of that. No, like, no update. Spoilers. Uh, the end of the challenge is uh, not great. I've heard. I'm gonna skip reunion part one, but I will probably watch reunion part two. That's reasonable. I, I would just watch the last five minutes of reunion part two. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for that big Tony segment on the reunion, and that's all I need. <laughs> what if what you if didn't like the Corey segment? The Corey segment is okay. It was okay. Like we did not have sex on the beach. Corey's very adamant about nothing happened on the beach. It wasn't on the beach. It was <laughs> off on the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Do we need a uh, quick Justice League update? Oh, heard, heard oh, some people actually, saw I, Justice League. I have a minor challenge update before that. Okay. Go for it. I just got back from a two-week trip to Thailand and Cambodia, including the filming location of Invasion of the Champions. Oh. What? <laughs> yeah. So did you visit, did you no, visit the yeah. set? <laughs> I, I was like five miles away from it, but pretty nice place. That's did you stay good. at that house? No. Did you stay at the, uh, the Challenger's house? No, the but I, I house? went to a temple where one of the challenges was held. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Was there a challenge like tour? Could you have gone and like visited all the spots they went to? It's hosted by TJ Levin. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 the Game of Thrones tour where you go see where like some of the Game of Thrones scenes were filmed. I was thinking more lost, but yeah. <laughs> that, they should do that. <laughs> Maybe not Cartagena, but Cartagena. Cartagena. This is this is the mountain where you know, what's his face? Hunter had to eat a bunch of shitty food. <laughs> <laughs> this is where the Presidio was. Now <laughs> this family lives here. <laughs> the Presidio. <laughs> oh, Did man. you do some Paula Dicking there in, in honor of the challenge? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Justice League. Yeah. Did we talk about Thor, too? I mean, we could talk we about not both. Talked about I Thor. had big superhero movie weekend. I saw Justice League and Thor this weekend. Oh. Nice. Oh, that, yeah. That's actually not a bad uh, double feature. Right it was there. pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I saw Thor a couple of weeks ago when it came out. Yeah. But uh, Justice League. I mean, they're both... I mean, I like Thor more yeah. than Justice League. But they're both fun. So you like good movies better than bad movies. <laughs> I don't think Justice League is necessarily a bad movie mm. because Joss Whedon actually injected some life into the movie. I thought like, it was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be horrible based on all the reviews, and it was definitely a lot better than I was expecting it to be. I, when the reviews I saw, the, uh, no one said it was like outright terrible. Yeah, I, I can send you some reviews. That, I mean, I'm sure it's, outright terrible. it's not in the ballpark of like Batman versus Superman to me. Like, it's not. It's not that bad. Did I break it? I, no, we're good. <laughs> I did okay. not see it, and I have no intention to see it. I mean, it's not like you're watching like the Superman one or two from the seventies or Batman from nineteen ninety or the Dark Knight trilogy. But you know, it was definitely fun. Like I enjoyed watching the movie. It was a fun popcorn flick. Mm. But is that what you do with the top five like you know, people 
well-known characters ever. Like, yeah, like you could definitely do a. Is Cyborg a top five well-known character (laughs) ever? Max, you read my mind. (laughs) All right, sorry. Like two, three, like three of them are in the top ten. Sure. Yeah. They didn't take their time doing Call Drogo for this thing. There was no Aquaman movie. I don't, no really, I don't want an Aquaman. No movie. one wants a Cyclops movie, Harrison. No Cyclops, but like I'm just saying, like Marvel takes the time to set these things up, so you don't have to introduce like, so sorry. many characters. They, in the they same never movie. gave us a Marvel me, Arrow Cyclops? guy movie. <laughs> Cyclops movie. Cyclops was not awful in this. movie. Do you mean Cyborg? Cy- sorry, Cyborg. <laughs> this is not the different, X- different, different superhero. This is not the X Men. Okay, Cyborg. I get confused with the part human part. Sure, robot sure. Car- superhero characters. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> shot lasers out of his eyes. Jordy LaForge? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was Superman. Who yeah, there's a lot of people eyes. shooting lasers out of their eyes these days. <laughs> All I was thinking when I was watching this movie is like, how can we just get Wonder Woman into the Marvel movies? Like, I such, very, so good in those movies. Captain Marvel's coming. Cap- she's got her own movie coming up. It's not going to be as good as Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's not going to be, but that's like the Wonder Woman equivalent in the Marvel universe, I feel. But it's not really going to be though. Gal Gadot, though. No. Right, yeah. So. No, it's Brie Larson. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I don't think we need all the superheroes to live in the same universe. Put them all in the same one. Do you think the Fast franchise regrets killing off Gal Gadot's character? Oh, yes. 100%. Uh, I regret they, that they did it. They went all in on Michelle Rodriguez as their key female character of the Fast franchise. But yeah. they also resurrected her from the dead, so, I mean... You can do whatever you want. It's true. I guess it's Gal Gadot true. is wearing a parachute <laughs> in her dress. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, it was all right, though. But then I, then I saw Thor the next day, and it was definitely, I mean, definitely a better movie. I, I mean, think. it's funnier. Definitely funnier. But I don't think any of the mo- either of them is like an amazing movie. Yeah. Thor is definitely overrated. So I did see Thor. Yeah. And the reviews are like, oh, this is like so amazing. And it's good. It's not that good. Yeah. It's it's very forgettable. Jeff Goldblum though. Jeff Goldblum notch. so good. I would say yeah, I would say yeah, Goldblum. Goldblum where, like, makes the movie. Harrison, where was the Goldblum movie? They didn't even set him up at all. Dude, I think you need a Goldblum. They set him up in this movie. They didn't spend any time setting up Aquaman. They're just like, oh man, he catches fish for some fishing village. That's Aquaman. And then he didn't even do anything with water for the whole movie. All right. What, let's pitch. What's the plot of the Jeff Goldblum standalone movie? Oh, man. <laughs> is so this pre- is it, is or this a prequel, prequel or a sequel? Or sequel? Yeah, that's well, you tell me. What, what's the best, what's the best uh, I kinda, use of the Goldblum? I kind of want to see the prequel of like Scrappy Goldblum setting up this insane fighting pit government thing that he has going, whatever that thing is. <laughs> so I got it. What if they do sequel to independence day 2 that's also a prequel to this it's oh. the same jeff goldblum character nice it I totally like it. could be i like it they're like on the way to like that you f- spheres planet yeah <laughs> he gets jumped off <laughs> this weird <laughs> other world oh, that but that great. means that all all the Marvel stuff lives in the same universe as Independence Day? Yeah. Then That's the, okay. Then you have Iron Man versus the aliens from Independence Day. <laughs> like, the Marvel stuff being in the Independence Day universe is the least concerning thing. Like, that is, you can break that I mean, there's so some easily. sort of timeline problems with that, but, uh, you know, that's just me. <laughs> it's fine, dude. It's all fucking Doctor Strange made everybody see the aliens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the main problem with that. <laughs> 
Oh, man. But Jeff Goldblum is amazing in that movie. Yeah. Um, Too good. I don't know what else. I think that's it. That's it? That's it, everyone? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. All, All right, guys. When, uh, when you do the two episodes so close together, there's not a lot of time to watch the other TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> guess that's true. Oh, actually, I do have an anti-plug. Okay. I was on. I took uh, ten airplane rides over this month, and uh, one of the people sitting next to me was watching Transformers: The Last Night. Ooh. Oh God, why? That's even torture on a plane. Yeah, That's more torture. So, so, like, I'd glance over every once in a while, and there's some fucking weird shit going on <laughs> in that movie. Uh, it starts off with like the court of King Arthur. And then the fucking Transformers march up and they're like fighting for King Arthur. I, I've lis- all- listened to reviews of these movies and they're like, he's retconned the Transformers in every important piece of history. That's there great. is a scene where the Transformers assault like a Nazi palace. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. That sounds Don't watch great. this fucking movie. Yeah. But the way you make it seem, it, you seem like it's watchable. Oh, yeah. no. Like... I, I was just watching this from behind. Like, I can't believe this exists. So is this one of the Mark Wahlberg ones? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Michael Bay and Mark Wahlberg have said this is their last Transformers, but there will be more Transformers. <laughs> There's going to be that Bumblebee movie. <laughs> so I, finally, I the Bumblebee origin story I've always been clamoring for. <laughs> Here's the thing. The bottom finally fell out of the Transformers box office. They might s- stop making Transformers movies. I mean, it's got to be sure so expensive to make those movies. That's the thing. Like... like when Transformers 4 came out, everyone said it was terrible and they hated on it and stuff, and it made so much money. Right. It's all the Chinese box office. But there's the thing. The international for the latest Transformers dropped a bunch. Really? So it, it, it didn't do as well. Interesting. I mean, Hashtag I can't believe bring the, back Shia. I can't believe... Oh, bring back Shia. If they made Transformers 6 and it was only two hours and they brought back Shia, I, I'd, I'd be it. And Man. somebody else directed it? <laughs> Michael Bay directed the other Shia ones. I watched all those. Those are also bad. <laughs> it's real, like if the if the first Wahlberg one had been two hours, I definitely would have seen it. And then I saw it was three hours. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> I like. I remember liking the first one. Yeah, I still ride for the first one. The, the other two I are really s- bad, but kind of entertaining. I the first seen, one is actually good. Yeah, I haven't seen the first one in a while, but like the second one is just aggressively bad. It's is that the one bad. with the two? Yeah, the racist yes. robots. Yeah, Michael Bay used to make decent movies until he got obsessed with Transformers. Like, and like he made a good Transformers movie. He just needs to move on. He need to move on from that though. Well, I don't know if he got obsessed with Transformers or they just backed up a ton of money. Sure, like, please keep making Transformers <laughs> they just, movies. They backed up the dump truck full of money in his driveway, he and he had really no choice. Commercial where he was like, yeah. "I'm Michael Bay, and I blow stuff up in my like giant house." Yeah, and I don't really even remember what that commercial was for, but it was funny. Harrison, he did move on from Transformers onto the critically acclaimed Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. He also worked on Pain and Gain in there somewhere. Though. That Pain was, that and was Gain pretty good movie. is my favorite movie of his. Ooh, that's a big statement. Pain that and Gain is your favorite Michael Bay movie. Better than The Rock. What about The Rock? What about Bad Boys? No, Pain and oh, Gain is. Man. It's definitely The Rock. The rock? the rock. So not Armageddon, Harrison. It's, Arma- it's it's definitely The Rock for me as opposed to Armageddon. Armageddon is close, actually. It's a great movie. I mean, Michael Bay has made some bangers. So Michael Bay has ruined Michael Bay's previous movies for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> he is so formulaic, and the formula is just terrible. Like, every action piece is just shot terribly. He like He's just the one doing it. So I, <laughs> I tried to watch The Rock, and I was just like, 
this is this is Michael Bay, and I'm like, I, it's I don't know what's going on, where it's happening, and what's like at all. What do you mean where it's happening? It's happening on Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, well, the timeline's always screwed up. The like finding out where you are in a place and the timeline of things that are happening is just all off. Yeah. So like it, I can't. I, it's hard for me to enjoy because he does it so bad in Transformers, it makes The Rock worse. I, I I don't like I, I think he's 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 good at showcasing great actors and letting them do their thing in some crazy situations. I think that you get the get the Sean Connery Goldblum combo. You get the the Will Smith uh, Goldblum. Sorry, not Goldblum. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he was in that movie. Nicholas Cage combo. They got Goldblum on the mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think. You got was the, Goldblum in a Michael Bay movie? You got the, and I was like, no. <laughs> you got the Martin Lawrence, Will Smith kind. Of, like you got, you got. No, Bad strong... Boys is definitely a better movie. Yeah, it's good. I, I feel like you guys have the Rock too high up. Rock is so good. Uh, I was just reading the wiki page for Michael Bay. In the relative section, it says Leonard Nimoy (open parentheses) cousin-in-law (close parentheses). <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not really worth mentioning. Interesting. <laughs> cousin-in-law? What even is that? Cousin... Your wife is their cousin? Yeah, I think, yeah. I guess that's what it is. I, I don't think that's really a relative. Maybe yeah, I don't really call your my wife's cousin cousins cousin. like wife or husband like my cousin. Like, that's just, just Cousin-in-law. <laughs> it's just a weird thing. Oh. I, w- I would use that for like an aunt or an uncle, but not a cousin-in-law. Yeah. All right. On that uh, note. On that note, uh, please <laughs> rate us on iTunes at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Who Put This On. You can tweet at us at Who Put This On. You can email us questions and suggestions at Who Put This On at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes. <laughs> please. Uh, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Stepping down the road. <laughs>